0: the history of the people of God is a history of being faithful, then falling away, going their own ways, and then God bringing them back again, inviting them to come, and then follows again a period of of healing, strength, and then once again it seems like the we as human beings have short memories, so we forget. Even the good things that we experience, sometimes we forget quickly. We focus on difficulties, problems, or wounds, or hurts from the past. The reading today from Ezekiel in a special way, we see Ezekiel as a prophet of those who were exiled, people of God who lost their freedom THEY PLACE THEMSELVES OUTSIDE OF GRACE. GOD PROMISED THAT IF THEY ARE FAITHFUL TO HIS COVENANT RELATIONSHIP, COVENANT, NOT ONLY THE TEN COMMANDMENTS, BUT ALSO CODE OF HOLINESS, PURITY, THAT THEY WILL BE PROTECTED. BUT IF THEY oh. JUST this STUFF FORGET AND THEY, they GO ASTRAY, THEN they, THEY FALL OUT OF GRACE. AND SO, EZEKIEL, Who's a prophet who was together with the rest of the people? He was in exile in Babylon, Babylonia, Babylon exile. And there he receives the uh, inspiration from the Lord. There's, he receives his prophetic mission. And then he speaks to different situations. He uh, There are oracles uh, against various nations, those who were mistreating the people of God, those who were were uh, also going again, again against his will. <clears throat> but in addition to the various types of prophetic experiences that he had towards the end of the uh, of the book of the prophet Ezekiel, he speaks also of what God will provide for His people. So there he is in the midst of exile, and yet he sees something in the future. Yes, I will prove the holiness of my great name profane among the nations in whose midst you have, been prof- in, in whose midst you have profaned it, because they were not always, again, faithful. So that the nation shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when, their sight, when in their sight I prove my wholeness through you. For I will take you away from among the nations where you were exiled, and I will gather you, bring you back, I'll gather you again. And so then I will spring clean water upon you. I'll cleanse you, I'll purify you. And this is what happened 70 years later. When they're in exile, all of a sudden you have Persians who over overcome the Babylonians. And, and the first act of the new uh, king is he speaks to the people of God, go. Go back, go back to your country. Go back, rebuild your city, rebuild your temple. He gives them the money. He gives them uh, the, the 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 stolen golden vessels from the temple of Jerusalem. He sends them back. And and the people there who are in exile, so he says, we thought we're dreaming. We're so happy. We're like dream. We're like, how is it possible that that that? Uh, that God would do something like that. And so in, in Ezekiel, who sees in this prophetic way, sees the future, he sees that they will be able to go back. And then people will say, who is their God who is able to do these things for them? What king in his right mind will let go, you king, and just pay the money and say, you go back to your place and build your own city, rebuild it, rebuild your own temple? What king would do that? What king would rob the treasury of gold that he had, the golden vessels, all the things which were there from the temple in Jerusalem, and just give back? I mean, it seems to be, you know, so unusual, so extraordinary, and yet we see here, this Ezekiel sees this, and, and, and in that inspired through his inspiration as a prophet, he sees that God will prove his holiness, God will prove to other nations his love for the people who takes care of them. This is what God is doing, God who has done for them, but also the Lord, what he's doing for us. But there's one difficult situation, and this is where the gospel speaks today. It's sort of like a troubling, on one hand it's a beautiful thing, but on the other hand there's a troubled element to this gospel. You know the Lord speaks to to the people. You know, remember, He speaks to the chief priests and the elders of the people. This parable. We know that the chief priests and the the elders were not happy with with the Lord. They were actually plotting to to eliminate him. They felt that that he was not living the way Pharisees would wish him to live. And 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 then he spoke of himself in such an extraordinary way. He, uh, as well as uh, gave witness to the power that he had by healing, by curing, even raising, raising uh, from the dead. So here it is. And Jesus gives them this parable. And he's speaking to them and he says, the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast to his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. The Lord is speaking to the chief priests and Pharisees. God the Father is inviting you to a special, special uh, relationship, to a special banquet. Jesus is the one who entered, who wishes to enter this incredible communion with us. And he's inviting us to his wedding, so to speak, to the wedding feast. Wedding is always a, a moment of, of true happiness. You know, when people go, you know, they appreciate the invitation, but they also appreciate the, the, the beautiful celebrations and feast, feasting that goes on. And so the Lord is comparing the gift that the Father wishes to give to, to them and to all humanity, a special type of privilege participation in the life of joy of God. So he's inviting everyone, but those that he sent out the invitation, they don't want to come. So the Lord is not discouraged. If we look at this, the, 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 you know, the reading from, from today's gospel and this parable. So he sends another wave inviting those who wish to come. He's inviting Various groups of people to come to participate in life of God. In the joys of God. Because to be in the life of God is also joy of God. God wants to give us everything that he has. Special type of relationship. But also special type of gifts. And we can't really fully grasp what those gifts are. But we shall know one day. Because we shall be like him. The joys of eternal life. And so he's inviting. But as we see that uh, some have ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. It's like, you know, being preoccupied with things that we have and we kind of miss the opportunity, miss the invitation for what God is calling us. You know, I remember as, I don't know, everybody, you know, we had games as children. How many times my mom would have to call us to come and eat because we were so preoccupied with the game, we were hungry, possibly perhaps thirsty, but the game was more important than 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 the meal. And of course, finally, when we get to the meal, we we're very happy. We we're eating, but the fact is this: it, it happens that way. How many people, young people or maybe not so young, are preoccupied with a game, stupid game, on the on the cell phone, or wherever, a smartphone or a computer, and you know, and and. And they miss many opportunities for people who call them, they say, not now, whatever it is, you know, because, because they get preoccupied with things. And there's something about us as human beings, we can get so preoccupied with things, we can miss the whole opportunity. I remember one, one person who I, I, I love, the, you know, here in the Stockbridge especially, we have beautiful sunsets sometimes extraordinarily beautiful because be- between mountains and that, and it's a beautiful sunset. And I remember saying to one o- older priest, he says, Father, look how beautiful this is. He says, I've seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that he did see before, but, but the opportunity of that moment, of the moment just to see and acknowledge and actually praise God by the beautiful gift that he's giving us. And so this is what's the problem, the difficulty with us as human beings is as we get so preoccupied with this business, farm, whatever it may be, the scripture says, that we miss the opportunity to enter the joys of the banquet of life. We miss it. And you know, and and what happens to us, you know, maybe a certain moment when we get closer to where we are as a life, you know, it will call us beyond the grave. Uh, how many times we will probably say, "Sorry, Lord, for missing the whole thing, the opportunities that you gave me," but I was really preoccupied. I was upset with someone, and you know, and you know, I I, I remember how many people come to the shrine, and 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 they tell me, I've been. You know, the whole morning we were arguing between between my husband, myself, you know, my children, you know, everything seems like the the something greater I wish to do. It seems there's so many obstacles. Sometimes it's, you know, it's like someone told me, says I felt like just let's turn around and go back home and whatever we have to do. But 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 this is where there's not just us who are weak. It's not only us who are so preoccupied. But it's also there's, you know, the evil one also has an effect on us. Something greater that we need to do. And we can get so discouraged or remember all the worst things about that person, whatever the situation may be. And we're we're discouraged. And so yet, but yet what we see here is the Lord continues to invite us. He will not stop because he wants us to be with him. He will not stop. God will always extend the invitations. But the difficulty sometimes is that even those who say yes, but their hearts may not be there. So they come to Mass and, you know, the distractions or whatever they may be. And, you know, sometimes even worse, the evil one reminds us of things. Holy Communion comes and all of a sudden our thoughts come about some some problems that we have had. And we have to fight it, struggle. It's to, to... to be able to say to the Lord, you have to help me. You have to help me. All the things which are distracting me that we may have this garment of grace. That means we ourselves say, Lord, you have to transform me, purify my heart, cleanse me from the junk or from my preoccupations. And so when we call out to him, he will make us us ready. He will give us the proper garment because otherwise we we may not be, you know, attentive or we not be open to grace. And so I think the invitation here today from us is, is the Lord would do so many things for us. He wants to give us extraordinary things. He is always and he will always be inviting us. He will never stop inviting us to the very end, to the very end, to the last breath on this earth, because he wants us to say yes to him. He wants us to be happy that he's inviting us to the banquet of life he's He wants us to be happy to receive him in the Eucharist you know as and I keep on repeating many times today people don't seem to prize as you know the 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 gift of Jesus himself coming to us. They don't seem to consider of of greater importance something else you know on Sundays repairing cleaning going doing business, whatever it may be. But the Lord seems to be not there. It seems like he's not as important or maybe not important at all. I think the invitation to the gospel today is that the Lord will not stop inviting us. But we have to ask him, help me to respond to you. Help me to respond to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. Help me to respond to the movement of grace that you give me. Because otherwise I'll miss it. I will not be paying attention. Help me to wake up at times when I get so engrossed in things that I don't see anything around me. You know, uh, this is one of those things that that the Lord has to help us because we can't do it ourselves, and 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 He wants to do it, but we He's asking us to help. You know, He is asking us to 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 ask for the grace. There's one thing that, last thing I want to share with you is this, you know, when I was in, um, when I read in a diary how Faustina was asking Our Lady to remind her at the moment when she received the Eucharist. She says, Mary, you have to help me to recognize it. and And so I said, you know, I said, you know, maybe I should ask for the same grace. And so one day I said, Blessed Mother, you have to help me to wake me up to become so that I'll be attentive and aware when the Lord comes to my heart in the Eucharist. And you know what? When I asked her, it seemed like something happened to me. No matter where I was, um, where my brain was, whatever my thoughts were, when the time came when I received him, I seemed to have received a grace sort of like a wake up call, the Lord is coming, the Lord is here. I think I'm inviting each one of you, not because it's my idea, but it was St. Faustina's inspiration to do that. And I was inspired by that. And the beautiful gift that God can give to us by having him uh, come to our heart with our deeper awareness of his presence, of his love. He's real, he's true. This is the Lord of glory. It, the Lord says, this is my body. This is my blood. Unless you receive me, uh, unless you uh, acknowledge my 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 presence, you won't receive as much graces. Because same thing St. Faustina wrote in the diary. Jesus is complained. He says, I cannot give them much grace because they received me as a dead object. I can't give them those graces, even though I prepared for them everything but but I'm I'm not able to to give them that which they would they need they would would wish to have but they're they just do not recognize so let us today especially in that moment of silence let us our lady to give us the grace to recognize jesus her son the lord of glory the god of all creation God who wishes to give us the greatest joys of our life to be with him, to be divinized by him, to share his life. And that, that with each celebration of the Eucharist, with each reception of the Eucharist, that we may reap copious blessings and benefits from the Lord's presence in us, who's alive, who's true, who's our savior, and the one who divinizes us.
1: Are you a Marian helper?